So yo, welcome to the Bridge the Gap Show, Tammy Tuesdays. My name is Holden Stefan Roy, and uh, it is my pleasure to have you here. Uh, basically, what we try to do here on this show uh, is to go through your life a little bit, and um, it basically is that we start the as, we'll see with the first question real young, and then we start moving with it. And then uh, if we have to, we don't get through it all. We book a part two, we run through it. Because you got to think of it like, like uh, there's not, it's hard to Google people here. So like I happen to know a bunch about you in general just because of the virtue of the scene and its connectivity on Facebook. But Googling us is a complicated thing. People do a lot of interesting things here. So we're just trying to showcase that um, in general. So with that, um, I think you're a fascinating person entertainer is the word i used to describe you because i couldn't limit it with singer it's bigger than that i know you from videos i've seen your music yo I, and even the promos like i remember when you drop one of these music videos you build up to it the behind the scenes <laughs> shots like all that all of that it was really on point it was really like really really well done so um i've been excited for a minute to have this ever since it was like yo we should get tammy tuesdays on here she's gonna be an interesting one and so for me <laughs> i was like super excited for real reals um with that i have a bit of a token first question i like to run through with like all the peoples out there and uh it's a bit of a story i want to line so it all makes sense and it starts with my girlfriend and she was washing the dishes and she was dancing around to that black eyed peas song that i got a feeling and then she was dancing and she's washing the dishes. But it really made me think about music and like vibes and time. Because I can remember how like 10 years ago, we were like all in the clubs, drunk as fuck, dancing to that same very song. And it was a lit experience that I remember circles and shit for it. And then uh, that same song, 10 years later or whatever, is now chores and exercise music and shit. And I'm like, okay, that's interesting, which means all those club bangers and stuff that you hear today are the future chores music of the future <laughs> that little children will grow up listening to and whatnot which is just a fascinating thought when you really contextualize stuff like cool um but with that it got me thinking about like music and vibes and times like i said but also our own personal musical journeys Usually people start at like the puberty age when we get our identity and our first favorite songs and stuff. But the truth is it kind of goes like way, way earlier with it. Like five, three, whatever your earliest memories are. There's that soundtrack that's playing to your life. Whatever, whoever's around is listening to it. So in my case, I can remember my dad had these like Led Zeppelins and hard rock tapes. And he would play those tapes through the speakers and had those multi-layered sound systems and whatnot. And my mom had the really shitty disco. I remember it so vividly, those <laughs> knockoff tapes that you would buy for $3 that weren't the real songs. And Krista Berg was only ever in cars and like just these different things that you can like remember of the music. But later on in life, like my dad, like shitty techno, like that 90s mix 96 crap. I love techno today. You know what? It took 20 years, but I got there. And I was like, you know, you become your parents type thing, all of that stuff. So it's like, I was hoping you could walk us through a little bit the soundscape of a young Tammy Tuesdays and what it was like being very, very little and what was going on in that part of your life. Yeah, definitely. You know what? You First off, you got me cracking up, okay? Because <laughs> it's super facts what you're saying, bro. <laughs> um, and you know, it's it's funny because my dad was a musician, right? Mm. Um, he, he was actually the lead guitarist uh, for the Beatles England tour. So, what? Yeah. 
Yeah, my dad was a guitarist. He was also the vocal and musical director for Mary Wells, who was a Motown artist. So music has been a big part of my life, right? Um, since, yeah, since young. So, you know, a lot of Motown, <laughs> a lot of oldies, you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, <laughs> you're wow. like, okay, hold up. I was like, yo, sometimes the answers come in hard. Sometimes they come in soft. You just never really know what to expect with this question. It goes everywhere. But that one exactly. was like, my dad toured with the Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> well, to me, it's like, you know, that that was, you know, my dad. So to me, it's just, you know, normal. But, you know, always jam sessions at my house. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's crazy. And, you know, like, it, it's funny because, um, you know, my dad passed away, you know, many years ago. And you know, before he passed away, he was like, you know, the one thing that I do not want you to do is to let my guitars, you know, collect dust in a in a closet, right? Mm -hmm. And then when I got of age, I contacted um, Steve's, um, you know, the music store. And I was like, yo, I have like some Gibson 500s, you know, that were on tour with the Beatles. And it's like, I sold them for ridiculous amounts uh, to collectors. <laughs> because I was like, you know, I don't want them to collect dust and I'm not a guitar person, you know? So I, I didn't sell all of it. I still have a good amount, but I sold some, you know, because I was like, that was part of his wish. So all that to say, uh, yeah, music's a been a part of my life. Answer, but we got to go deeper still because we talked about your dad, but we didn't really talk about you. So yeah, exactly. Age, so, okay. What you, okay. So you... my music. But yeah, like, were you, know you what? like involved love... in music already at like that age? Because sometimes when you yeah, have these yeah, yeah. moments, it's like from that point on, you're already in it. I'm already in it, you know. And like my dad, because he was a musician first and foremost, you know, I learned piano, I learned violin, I play flute to this day. Um, you know, so it's yeah, music is a big part. Um, and as for musical taste, you know, it's funny. I love those olden Motown type of vibes because I feel like it was. It was fun. It was musical, right? Like you heard the instruments, you know what I'm saying? Okay. So for me, yeah, it's always been that. And it's funny because my mom was into like, I guess, soft rock, like sort of, you know, and also rock, like, you know, Led Zeppelin, you know, stuff like that. So I always had those kind of vibes too, you know? So it's funny because to this day, obviously, you know, I'm an R&B singer, gospel, whatever. But at the end of the day, it's like, I love this naked. Like, that's like my go-to person. Yeah. Like, I, guy, I freaked out when she followed me on Instagram. I was like, what? This naked's following me? Oh, my God. That you know, cool. like, I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's my musical, I guess, journey as a as a young, a young nah, Tammy. Still even more questions. Yo, I'm, not <laughs> like, yo, I'm pretty thorough with this. Because listen. Like, you're here. We could always set this up again in a couple months to keep going through the chapters of your life. Is how I look at it, especially mm -hmm. with the more local people. But you know what I know people want to know? Is when you was mm -hmm. little, was you busting dances and stuff? Were you all into that <laughs> side of life? You know, it's, it's funny because, no, I was actually a really big introvert. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I had no friends. You know, my animals were my friends. We had, like, a zoo at my house, you know, like, mad animals. So, yeah, no, just music animals. I wasn't busting dances, but I've always been singing, you know, to like Whitney Houston and Mariah Carey and the Supremes and, you know, all these crazy things, you know. 
All right, so there's one more question, and it's basically like I try to cover the elements, right? So you got the visual. Yeah. I mean, you play instruments close enough to production. Uh, so all that's sorry, all that is left now is the visual side, the graffiti's, the hip hop side. Like, did you draw at all? Were you into that side of life? Nope. I can't. I can't even draw stick people, man. Like that's how bad it is. I respect it. Like, yeah. You know what? I like painting. I'm good with painting and shading. Like that's interesting. So I used to do like abstract. But <laughs> I relate to what you just said. Big abstract, you could do because <laughs> abstract, I could do. It's like brrrah, you know what I'm saying. So it's and it's interesting because it allows us to like you know what I'm saying, sort of put into a painting with colors and shading and emotions, you know, no, without it being that. an actual drawing. You have to feel it, sort of kind of like music. You got to feel music, right? Like you got to feel it inside of you. You have to. And that's why I love those olden type songs, you know, not that um, not that I'm shitting on the like 2021 music, but it's so superficial, like to a certain point, I'm like, I can't, I can't deal with this. Like, how are, how are we rapping now or making music about taking drugs? Like, how is that elevating so I anything? Could, so I could just respond to it and go, people often say that. And I think they often are referring to Billboard and Pop Spears, but everything exists. And back in the day, Billboard and Pop Spheres still promoted the same shit. So it's like, um, I'm sorry. Short Mainstream. Dick. Did you ever hear Short Dick, man? That shit was a banger no. back in the day. It was a weird yeah. ass, terrible, like everyone would have judged it the same thing, but everybody knows what it is. <laughs> Maybe not you, but like in general. So like, yeah. honestly, some of that pop music back then was still trash and still promoted. They I were just, agree not allowed to say zannies so they said alcohol and they weren't allowed and then they slowly pushed it but like mm, i don't know it's like ilmatic didn't sell like people act like it did ilmatic was like a mm -hmm. classic 10 years later when we look back type thing so i yeah. would argue that a lot of that stuff is there today it's just facts buried yeah you know what super facts what you just said i have no rebuttal because all i can say is facts real talk i mean I heard <laughs> real just... talk I've listened to a lot of music in this city at this point. Um, and I have a playlist that's like 10 hours long. Like you're on it as much as I could find is on it. There was no, there's no, if you're in the city, you're on it and English because it's the French has a lot going on for them. You know, it's, it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I'm like, nah, every song on this playlist for the most part with a few exceptions has come out in the last year and they're all dope. Bless. They're not all my style per se. They're not everything I want to mm -hmm. listen to. But I can tell you one thing, Montreal is not rapping about the vapid shit for the most part. There's actually a Thanks. really small number of people pursuing the more pop topics that you would think. There's just not a lot of stuff that's political here. So it feels like it's a way. But now nah, everyone's kind of emo if you were going to go in any real direction with it. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> and I don't mean that disrespectfully because I'm emo with it and I love emo music. So if we all want to be too. emotional, that's the city. We got heart. It's a dope thing. It's not insult. It's like probably more in touch with what the people are than not. Anyway, all I have to say yeah. is like, I think Montreal's blessed. I think you're also blessed and you're part of Montreal and that makes it super dope. Thank you. But with that, my second Thank question you. is probably should be my first is, are you from here? Yeah, it's funny. Born and raised here, Montreal. Um, but because my dad was American, right? He's from North Philly. I did a lot of back and forth, but you know, born in Montreal, I used to have dual citizenship, which I lost because I'm negligent and I didn't do my paperwork, <laughs> didn't do my paperwork on time, you know? So it's like, and now it's fucked. So, yeah, but so yeah, good. Montreal. 
It's what, what part of Montreal are you from? We like to track where people are from here in Montreal. Laval. Oh. So I'm not I'm not That's technically right. from Montreal. Yeah, shout out DJ I'm Bobby Payne. But um, so we have the Twitch going, so there's people popping in. Uh, but yo, yeah. Laval is close enough. That's all. Oh, we have his crush on today. DJ Bobby Payne's <laughs> crush is on today. Woo! Very hey, fancy. Boo. <laughs> um, we don't normally get comments like that. Is all I'm saying. Uh, but uh. <laughs> No, nah, Laval's. I was actually right before you came on for the fuck of it. I looked up Montreal's population, and then it talks about the Montreal metropolitan area, which Laval is absolutely a part of. So to me, it's Montreal enough. And sometimes yep. I'd say Laval, but let's be real, it's better branding to say Montreal. Just throwing it out there. That's what I say. <laughs> That's what I say. <laughs> ah, it's mad dubs. That's real cool, though. Um, yeah. So, so do you remember like the moment when you first got into music, like like as a fan, like the the first song you heard that you were like, "Yo, that's my shit." Yo, that's a wow. That's a that's a heavy question. Yeah. Wow, that I would say that I'm a fan. Like, whew. well, you know, I I really enjoyed Backstreet Boys. <laughs> I, Who didn't? <laughs> Okay, good. Okay. Yo, the best way it was put to me is if you were studying Backstreet Boys then, you could probably make good pop music today. Because if you were listening to the way they use timing spaces like that, and then it slides in. It's just so fucking like perfect. It was theatrical. It was theatrical and it was entertaining, right? So, yeah, I would say Backstreet Boys was my first, like, you know, where I was like, okay, you know what? I love this. I'm listening it, to it over and over again. And then, you know, I've, you know, in high school, I got into, you know, Nas, Biggie, Snoop, um, Little Kim. Okay, and let's, so let's talk you, about you, that for a second. How did you get into it at a more logistical level? Now, I think this is where there's young peoples in the world and everybody, sometimes Golden Jenny from Norway pops in. So how did a Tammy Tuesday get her teenage music? Yeah, you know, you you want to know what's funny? It's crazy, eh? Like I said before, you know, I was a very big introvert. I had no friends, you know, I stuttered. I have, you know, I have tics, um, you know, so I was bullied at school. Like, it was crazy. And I went to a predominantly white um, high school where, you know, this is not what they were listening to. And it's funny because in ninth grade, ninth grade, eh? Imagine in ninth grade, um, I was being bullied so hard that my cousin had a friend at the school and she was like, yo, take my cousin under your wing because she out here being bullied. She out here, this, that, and the next. And they introduced me to the music because they were in um, 11th grade. Mm. So that's how I got introduced. But imagine before then, it was just like Backstreet Boys. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I had no Backstreet Boys, Motown, old, you know, my mom's music. Like I wasn't in i wasn't in, in the know let's say no nah, that's which is crazy interesting stills right because we don't often have it be like that you know like and that's why it's so fascinating to hear people's journeys because like i know in my case i went to wagers so like it was a lot of music right off the you top. went to the wagers say words yeah, I, <laughs> you went... I was in the last grad class of wager in 05 for real oh man. my god that's so crazy holy shit that's dope that's dope (laughs) i like it when people know what that means because we've reached a point in time where that sentence doesn't always mean something 
And it's like, like my girlfriend doesn't really know what that means. So she just looks really okay. funny when I say it as an example. But yeah, I always like that shit. And then I'll sometimes throw in the Yeager's boss and then people give me this look like, you know what that means. And I'm like, I do know what that means. Cause it's the only exactly. <laughs> You're like, yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm down. I can speak it. <laughs> Man, it's like, it was a transition to go to Sejep. It was like really weird to like learn how yeah. to switch the dialects as an ex- as a good way to put it. So now yeah. it's like, I got to remember, uh, yo, it's hard actually to code switch correctly is one of the hardest things I'm facing right now is to switch it on a dime. Whereas like before, switch, I, like, yeah. anyway, that's a whole other topic, but um, it's a real thing. <laughs> yeah, um, I know because I still do it. I still do it. Like me and my friends, we still do the pig Latin thing, you know? So we could be talking regularly and then we're just going to, you know, itch way to it and then just octay like his day and just be like, yeah, okay, so yeah, blah, 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 you know? So yeah, it's hard. Yeah, I followed but that. But we... I don't speak it like that, but I followed that. I'm like, yeah, no, I remember all of that shit. That, that's very yeah. memorable. Yo, Montreal yeah. rappers should do some shit Good like times, that. good times. Nah, for real, though. Um, I miss it. I miss it it was simpler. But, like, it's interesting that in your case, though, because of that, you were, like, kind of locked into this vibe of what music you had access to. Like, there was no Columbia houses. I'm going to get... Did you have the internet back then? No, you know what? Um, the internet started when I was like, yeah, in high school, you know, like, I guess, you know, sex, I don't know, ninth grade, 10th grade, you know, we started with like the big computers, like, you know, we had an hour a week in the computer room, you know, so it was crazy. But I do remember having Columbia House, you know, where you would buy like the subscription, you know, like you get like, you know, three CDs or something like that, you know, like, I don't know, for three months or something. So we did have that, but it was always my mom's stuff that we would get, obviously. Mm, so that's what happened. Not, yeah, none that had to do with me, you know? I feel that. <laughs> I okay. think we got R. Kelly. I think that was like the dopest thing that we had, you know, R. Kelly. I was like, okay, all right, we could we could swing that. I appreciate that. That's, cool. that's interesting, too, because, again, nobody's actually been like, yo, we had it, but my mom had it. I'm like, that's a first. That's interesting. In my case, yeah. it was totally like, I remember going through it. I remember picking CDs and stuff. So, but then you meet people and they introduce you to like rap or a hip hop of a certain era, it seems. And yep. then it brings you into the know of what's going on there. And then uh, when do you like develop some kind of an interest in pursuing music? Is it in high school or does that come like later on down the line? Um, You know, it, it came later on down the line because it's it's crazy, but I graduated high school at 15. So I was Wait, actually, what? yeah. Well, flex on that yeah. for a minute. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you know, yeah. I graduated at 15 because I, I skipped a grade. Um, so yeah, I graduated mad early. <laughs> so I was actually at Banye. I was 15 going on 16. So that's, yeah, I was at Banye mad young, mad young, <laughs> mad young. And that's, I would say that's really when I got into the music because it's funny. Like I said, you know, like I'm from Laval. I went to school in Rosemere, which is even more north. You know, it's not that type of vibe out here. You know what I mean? So when I came to Montreal, when I went to CJEP, that's when it was like, okay. You know, like they had like, you know, um, jam sessions and, you know, all these shows and all these things. And then I was like, hey, I could actually sing. Let me try this. And that's when I sort of, you know, got into it, really. Yeah, that's mad cool. So, like, yeah. 
Like, tell us a bit about that. Were you, like, just doing your own stuff? Was it karaoke's? Was it, like, what kind of stuff were you up to to get started with? Uh, you know, it's funny. It was just, you know, you put a soundtrack on, you know, an instrumental, you sing. But then it's funny because then when I'm, you know, in Montreal, obviously now this is a whole new world for me, right? So I'm like, oh, shit, I'm about to let loose. Because now this is the vibes out here. Where I'm from, this is boring. This is, like, you know, farmland. Like, now I'm in Montreal, you know? Then, you know, you start linking up with people, you start meeting people and, you know, they're rapping and then they're like, yo, come do a chorus. Okay, we're going to this show in Park X. Okay, we're going downtown. We're doing this. So like, that's really, it's funny. This is really how I, how I got, you know, into it, you know? And even that's how I met um, DJ Majess. I forget where, I think he was either at Dawson or Vanier. We had crossed paths and like, you know, then he was like, yo, I'm a DJ. Okay, go to his house, you know, work on some music. So it's, yeah, it was just, you know, I guess it was sort of like a domino effect once I got to Montreal. Because so before then, it was... You get into Vanier and already you're getting linked up with people and via people you're getting invited to go do different things and you're just kind of saying yep. yes to the opportunities and running through it. That's what I'm on exactly. so far. So you were already like, yeah. how long did it, how long were you like there before this started happening? Or is it just like off the jump or did it take a year or two? I would say off the jump. You know, I would say, because I swear, when I set foot in Montreal, I was like, bitches, I'm home. <laughs> Move out the way, you know, like, and then it's like, it's a whole new world. And I was like, wow, I'm able to, and as crazy as it seems, I was like, I'm able to just be myself and be accepted for who I am. Whereas, you know, I had gone through a lot of discrimination at the high school that I was, you know, because of my color, sadly, but it is what it is, you know, especially back then it was even worse than now. So, you know, yeah, I wasn't really able to just be myself, I guess, you know? So once I got to Montreal, then I was like, okay, there's other people that are like me that have the same interests, you know, we can connect. So that was dope, that was dope. So it just sort of kind of happened. And then I started doing show after show. And then from there, it just sort of never stopped. So like, who are you performing with back in the day? Like, what, when did you come into it? Um, it's funny because I, I, I did some stuff with, uh, Majess. I did some stuff with, uh, oh my God, Ricky J back in the days. Um, and then it was mostly after that, it was mostly French people. Um, you know, like Corporation Click, they were a French rap group, a tactical crew, technical sense, sans pression, Joe BG, um, oh my God, Yvon Crevy. Like, you know, and these are all people that are like, you know, hip-hop Quebecois veterans you know so it was really dope because it's like wow you know they're out here really like with cds in uh what was that cd store hmv uh, hmv exactly like they got cds at hmv and i'm out here you know they want me on the track you know it's crazy you know so it was a lot a lot a lot of fun and back then in order to make your I'm going to say pedigree, it might not be the right, the, the right word, but in order to, you know, gain your momentum, you actually had to be out there on the field, right? So I was actually out there in all of these clubs. I was actually out there on at all of these shows. You know, we had a show on Wednesday, on Thursday, on Friday, on Saturday, you know? So it's like now it's like you could post something on the internet and it just goes viral and it's like, okay, your name is me. But back then you had to, you had to be there. We were at, you know, McGill, the, the metro station, handing out flyers. You know, so it's like we had to really do the actual groundwork, you know, which is what I feel that we don't do anymore in music. We do it like, you know, virtually on the Internet, which is cool. 
you know, times change. But it's just that for me, it was like, yo, it's really hands on. It's crazy. I totally, totally crazy. You. I watched the transition happen. So like, I totally get what you mean. And like, I remember being yeah. out in like 2012 and now it, now it's a different model, but I mean, it's a big subject. There's a lot of things that changed between that time and now and like every part of uh, the scene with related to the bars, to the everything. Like people like, totally. like it was a lot easier to get people to come to a show and like the $20 pictures of Rum and Coke were at Belmont. And when I went to $32, my ability to get people to go to Belmont regardless of the event changed. Like that has nothing yeah. to do with the show. It's just now the, the selling point disappeared. <laughs> that was the thing. No, no, exactly. No, totally, exactly. Like times have changed. It's it's completely different. So it's harder. It's definitely harder. So I think a lot of these youth are going to leverage things like uh, private parties and house parties. It's shit that you're not going to see, but it's still clocking at points. And then all we mm -hmm. see is what's on the ground. We don't see the three-hour freestyles at two in the morning at the house party that we're not invited to because <laughs> I, I hate to admit it. I'm just... I'm not hip enough to go to young people parties. We're not anymore. cool. We're not invited, <laughs> yo. <laughs> and I swear, that's actually something I'm working on. I'm trying to make like 20 year old friends and stuff. Cause I'm like, yo, actually when this shit's done, where are you going to be able to smoke weed? It's going to be at private parties. It's not going to be at bars. And I think that's where a no. lot of things are going. And that makes a lot more things invite only than it used to be, which makes exactly know, like, if you don't have a couple 20 year olds on deck, good luck is my thoughts in the future. <laughs> I know, I know exactly, exactly. That's why I'm, I'm happy, you know, m my daughter's in that age group. So I'm like, okay, yes, I'm, I'm going to be cool regardless. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to be in regardless. <laughs> no, that's, fresh, though. I, that's a good use for kids. Staying hip via their hipness. <laughs> I swear, and, and it's crazy because, you know, I feel like I'm so cool. I feel like I'm so down, like I'm so, you know, and my daughter's turning 19 and she's like, Ma, like, just no, you're not, you're not, you're not us cool. Like, you are high, you know what I'm saying? You are high, but you're not us cool. And I'm like, wow, I feel like, damn, you know what I'm saying? Times have changed because I feel cool as fuck. I feel it too, but like, we're like that side of cool. We're like, don't give a fuck cool. They're give a fuck cool. Those are different cools. Like, the level of yeah. fucks I give is surprisingly low for the self deprecating role I play on camera. But like, um, Honestly, I they they, I they, love you. they care so much about the right things and I'm like Yeah I gotta remember to brush my hair before going on cam even if I am wearing that <laughs> that's like the shit I'm at like remember to brush my hair You know like I'm okay if it's not like that but then other people point it out and I'm like okay maybe I should and that's like Maybe that's, I should yeah that's different that's not where they're at with it and I respect it. I'm I'm Yeah, I respect it too. It's true. They they give fucks cool, we know fucks giving cool. That's it. And I think it's way doper to be on this side of the fence. I don't want to go back to the anxiety I agree. of worrying about some of that shit. <laughs> no, exactly. I totally agree. I totally agree. I totally agree. <laughs> but it's why I need them to style. Yo, I want to find somebody that will direct TikToks for me. They'll tell me what to do and I'll do it. I'm going to argue. Oh, I got a shake. Oh, shake. You just tell me what it is and then you edit it. I don't wanna, I'm not good at that. I don't see it right. <laughs> Bro, 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 you're saying that and you're taking the words out of my spirit. Because you see, like, I feel like I can come and entertain the TikTok, but I can't edit it. I can't do that. Like, it takes me forever and it's still not cool. These kids, they do like, and it's like super cool. And you're like, holy shit, that's so dope. You know? Because they know how to like film it. We don't know how to film yeah. it right. 
We don't film <laughs> it. Like they, they know how to take the exact seven second shot per. And I'm like, I don't even know how. To, okay, I broke my selfie stick stand trying to use my selfie stick, right? Like the fucking part that held my phone snapped. And I'm like, how did I fuck up my selfie stick? Yeah, yeah, I don't know exactly. Totally, totally. No, and but that's exactly it. They know the angles. They know what to do. Yeah, we're just, we're not there. We're not there. Yeah, but you're willing to do it, which makes you actually cool. Because there's a lot of people that are like, fuck the TikTok. I ain't even going to try that shit. I'm just willing to admit I'm terrible at it. And I need help. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You don't need to. <laughs> and I post on TikTok. And sometimes I'm like, this is what y'all getting, yo. I'm sorry. Like, this is it. Y'all are getting the video straight. It's 30 seconds straight. No editing. No none of that. <laughs> I'm like, original audio. And they're all like, what exactly, are you yeah. doing with this original audio? That it's not the default. <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> oh man, um, totally. I, I would normally delve into a whole lot of other shit, but I, I'm being cognizant of the time, and I think it's mad important that you bring up what you're what you're doing later on tonight, because it sounds like as we're talking about for a quick second, if we just jump ahead to the present day, Tammy. Yeah, exactly. Well, tonight it's super dope because um, I'm actually singing for La Fondation Saint-Justin, which is a St. Justin's Hospital um, Foundation. So it's super dope because, you know, we're, we're, we're giving back. I think it's amazing because, you know, they're allowing, and you know, me with all my tattoos and all of this, and, you know, I'd be doing some crazy shit sometimes, but still, you know, they're, they're, they're allowing us to, to help them to raise money for the kids. And it's like, this is the future generations, right? And like one of my twins got operated twice at St. Justin. So for me, it's like such an honor to be able to, you know, share my voice and, you know, all of that. So it's amazing, amazing. Yo, so what you're saying is, and I had a very similar experience with Make-A-Wish, is that charities don't care about the same things that we care about when we think about approaching charity type things. And maybe we should look yeah. just some more, a bit more in our lives. That's a big time knowledge nugget for like top level scene branding. Everyone, go talk to some charities. Yeah. Watch them all go, yo, throw, throw our logos on your flyer, please. You're doing a concert? That's yeah. <laughs> I'm like, are you sure we can say fuck? They're like, say fuck all you want. Put her, get money. And I'm like, get money. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, let's go. Let her sing. Do what you want. You know, it, it's it's definitely rated G. Yeah, <laughs> but this you one know. was Saint Justine, whatever. But this one, like, were cool. It was Make a Wish. I was like, for real, real. You're like, really? You're like, fuck this shit. Fuck, fuck. Well, we were gonna throw a show at a bar, and then. It was like a year ago, almost today. And we had like booked it all up. And I'm like, are you sure? And everyone said, yeah, yeah, just go do it. And I'm like, Make-A-Wish is cool with it. Yeah, they're cool with it. I'm like, you're like, let's do it. And then the bar was free. The DJ was free. Everything got free. And I'm like, Dope. wow, that's Dope. a weird and interesting thing. I wasn't <laughs> expecting to happen. Um, but yeah, but I, I guess money by any means necessary, right? <laughs> I mean, by any means necessary. Cause marketing is a multi-billion dollar uh, industry that companies leverage. Mm. So most of the big corporations are just kind of like okay with a lot more edgier things than we would be uh, willing to know. But it is cool. You're probably also way more brand friendly though because you got that nice R&B singing. And it's it's pretty soulful yeah. music. I mean, you got some edge too. Don't get me wrong. I watched your music video. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, sometimes it's a little too much edge. I'm sort of slowly rebranding myself away from the slowly edge. to be a little bit more yeah not so much edge, or you know what edge not so much vulgarity that's mm. my thing and and you know what's funny it's my twins it's because of my twin boys i have twin boys and in one of my videos you know one of them was crying and he was like you know you're my mom 
like you can't be naked on the internet you know like you're my mom like how could you say i'm gonna take your man i'm a fuck your bitch like how could you say that you're my mom and i was like <sighs> yo that's big parent things yo i was like yeah I was like, yeah, but it's just music. And he was so um, hurt by it that I was like, okay, you know what? Like now that I'm a mom, I mean, I've been a mom since, you know, I'm, I'm a teenager because I had my daughter really young, but you know, she's my rider because she's been through it all with me. But for my twins and my youngest, I have a four-year-old, you know, it's like, yeah, it's like, you know what? Okay, I got to take their feelings into consideration a bit more. Not to say that they run my life, that's not it. But I can understand the point of view of my son saying, how could my mom say that? Why is she half mm. naked in her video? I can understand that. And I and I have to take it into consideration, you know? I respect that a lot. I have never had to face that, but maybe I will have to answer <laughs> some questions one day. I'm I'm okay with that though. I don't know. I don't know what my approach will be, but now that I've talked to you, I'm gonna spend the next rest of my life being prepared to answer these kinds of hard questions from a child. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it's true because we don't think about it. But it's like now my twins are turning nine. They're on the internet, you know. They're on YouTube. They're they they have me on Spotify. Like you know, they're looking at these things, and it's like they're so proud that their mom is a singer that they tell all their friends at school. You know, like once my son told his teacher, "Oh, my mom's a singer." She's like, "Oh yeah, okay, we're gonna put it on um on the screen thing." Oh, fuck, man, bro, I got a call from the school like. And I was like, yo, what do you want me to say, man? I'm living, I'm living my life. I'm an artist, you know? If she put it on without double checking it, that's not my problem. But at the end of the day, it's like, these are the types of situations that arise, right? Which is not cool for my, for my twins, you know? Yeah, I can appreciate that a lot. Also, I've never really listened to Saint Pression before. I know what, what the significance of that statement is now, but I didn't know who he was until I started doing this interview thing. I started realizing that like the French side was really big. Not like Yeah. <clears throat> Huge. So I listened to my first Saint Pression song today because on his okay. latest project there's a feature of you on it. So that you got yeah. me. And uh that's cool though. Like that whole like is like how did you link up with these, like, to, like, in this modern era? Have you just been, like, riding with these people the whole time? I know you said, like, back in the day you were working with them, but it's still, like, to me, a pretty big flex to be with debatably one of the biggest rappers in Quebec and to be on that album, and that's one hell of a flex. That's all. I just wanted to point that out. Yeah, super, super dope. And, you know, it's funny because, you know, I, I was on his album. I'm on Impasse's album, who he's doing amazing things, That's you know, so. Je me comprends or something. So. Yeah, je comprends. Yeah, look at you doing your homework. God damn. <laughs> so yeah, to, on huh? Impasse. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I was on Impasse's album. Um, and you know, it's funny. It's just because in the French side, I've done a lot of work. Like on the, like I'm known also on the English side of, you know, a bit, cause you know, I've, I've worked with Boy Blue, you know, I work with a lot of people, you know, and I'm, I'm very friendly and open and I, I work with everyone. But in the French side, I really put in a lot of work, even though I've always sang in English mostly, except recently I do French. But um, yeah, they see the grind. They see the grind. They see me everywhere. Because like I said, I was at every show. And I've never rapped. It's always been a singer. So every time they need vocals or a hook, they be calling me, you know? So I've been I've been working with them. But now at least I'm getting the recognition for it. Because before they would just, you know, take the voice, put it in. It's not featuring Tammy. You know, it's not. It's just a voice. 
Yeah, that's a big distinction because as an album reviewer, you always come across the, uh, you go, why is that one not featured? Who is that voice? And you're kind of left with a lot of, um, what happened here? And you never get good answers, and often people can't talk about what happened. I know in some cases it's like beat shop sell a finished thing with a chorus to people. That's one version of it. I don't know all the versions of it, but it's totally baffling when you come across, to me at least, without a clear and obvious sample. Like at least if it's like a sample, it gets credited in some way. So like you're able to be like, that's a sample, so you can trace that vocal, or at least somebody on the internet will find that sample. When it's like an yeah. original vocal they stand up, I, I'm not like judging anything. I've just always found it fucking weird. Like, why not mm -hmm. just put it in the liner notes or something, you know? Yeah, no, but exactly. But but you know what it is? And, you know, I hate when I have to say it, but I'm going to say it. You know, there's a lot of um, sexism that goes on in our Montreal scene, whether it's English or French. You know, and it's like women, we are not given our fair respect. We are not given our proper credit you know and it's just taken um you know it's just in french we say see people have key you know so it's just taken for granted that okay well she's just a man she's just a singer man like she ain't rapping like us you know she ain't well, man that's just a chorus girl you know but it's like at the end of the day your song needs a chorus and you holler at singers to make it more appealing to your public so at the end of the day you should give me my fair due you should give me my fair credit and that happens a lot in the scene. A lot. A lot. I had no idea how to the extent. Because, I mean, okay, sometimes I have these blind spots because I discredit people. I'm just like, what's the law say? Oh, the law says that. Let me follow the law. That was my approach yeah. to crediting people. And uh, <laughs> even, like, to the point where I'm at, like, yo, my beat maker is, like, half the song all the time because I don't do production. Why am I not even like he's half the song? What's going on here? You know, like you know, yeah. in my head, that's what the these are all recent epiphanies though, so I can't cast judgment. I was a shithead for a long, long time. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, <laughs> but it made me realize credit's not really fairly given, and I didn't even know that that was a thing because I, I don't know. As I listen to songs, I don't always pay attention to who's who's and what's what's. But mm -hmm. that's not my watch for though. That's fascinating. I assume that a yeah. Lot a lot of this is less in the modern era where everything's digital and tracked. Right, yeah, well, it, it, well, I mean, yes and no, because even with being in the modern era, they still don't necessarily give you your fair due. Like, for me, like, you know, I have to, like, really implicitly say, like, you're going to, you know, I want, you know, if you want my voice, no problem. But now it's, like, it's featured Tammy Tuesdays. It's not just my voice like i'm not doing that no more like that's been done i ain't doing that been many many years you know so i guess what you're saying is people just agree to it for xyz reasons along the way opportunity this this that the next thing it's the same. yeah anyway i don't want to go too far down that rabbit hole because there's too many things i'm aware of <clears throat> but like, yeah uh, <laughs> um no that's really good to know and it's important to me like that some level of credit should be given. And I think everyone should hear that and go, y'all, yo, my name should appear somewhere. Or at least totally. in the credits. Like at least. At least in the credits. And, like, but, and, and I mean, if you're doing a, a chorus, it should be featured because you are like almost like, you know, 45% of the song. You have the chorus in the beginning, in the middle, in the after. Like, come on. Like. I know there's like been given to me a two, three artistic reason why people don't feature it. Like Kendrick Lamar did it one time or whatever. And I'm like, okay, mm -hmm. fine. 
but I don't really think that's what we're talking about here. So just so anyone wants to play that, but like, like there might be a reason <laughs> for it. Like maybe, yeah. And I don't know all the good reasons why you wouldn't actually um, feature somebody in the chorus like that. Um, but to mm. me, it's like, yo, that makes just total sense. Yo, chorus is like shit, man. Every time I put a girl in a chorus, it's like that song does better. It's not even like, yeah. It's hard facts. Mm -hmm. Every time I've done mm -hmm. that, that song has done better. Yeah. Because it's, it's more appealing to the general mass, right? You know, so it's it's not to say that rap alone or, you know, music alone doesn't appeal. But it's just that, I don't know, it, it brings a je ne sais quoi. You know what I'm saying? So It's all about singing along. Let's be real. Um, yeah, exactly. People want to sing We along, all love sing-alongs. That's, that's like what it top. is. So, like, it was made very clear to me early on that if all I do is rap, 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 no one's going to sing that shit. I might do that because I'm, I'm into that shit. But, like... Yeah. My, you need and that's why slow rap tends to do better in a lot of pop markets than fast rap because yes. you want to sing a line of that shit like easy e shit is not at a tempo that is so quick everybody knows easy e shit like it just sticks in your head ice cube shit mm -hmm. from, like, all of that stuff like fuck the police coming straight from anybody can do that shit <clears throat> you know like so it's super nifty that you bring that up um but yeah the hook is also like catchy and yeah i don't know if you can sing sing you're getting catchiness yeah because you can sing you sing. Catchy, catchy. like it's good it's not like yeah let's be real most of the rapper rappers can't sing sing facts well nowadays it's different nowadays it's like well we're auto i mean they no, can hold the note and they, they sing. The i hear a lot of these 20 year olds nah like because they do their behind facts. the scenes and if you really watch them on mm. insta like am i saying they're like amazing no but they're probably better than me. And I've been putting in hella work for years now. And it still isn't great. So like these kids, because they grew up. What I'm learning is that all the 20 year olds today were on 2010. Back then they were on YouTube and they were listening to everything that you could fucking imagine because it all became available to them. So we Pass. just assume that they treated music like Pass. we do and they didn't. And now they're proving me Pass. wrong. Their marketing's better. I'm just like, yo, these youth, well, they are not needing me. <laughs> no it's true the internet changed the whole game like honestly in a good way you know i think it's a good thing definitely a good thing but um i don't know i like i i miss the essence of my the music you know my that where i fell in love with like r&b and hip-hop i miss those biggie and total vibes i miss the little kim vibes you know, like, I feel that we have it now a little bit, but not really. It's not the same. I don't know. But maybe it's because that was me when I was, like, a teenager and I fell in love with it. Because I'm sure some people are going to say that about Cardi B when they're mothers, you know? I like Cardi B's delivery. I don't care what anyone says. Everybody hating on Cardi, Cardi B can't spit like Cardi B can spit. They, they might write better. She's good. Yo, her delivery she... is flawless. Like, impeccable. Yeah. Yeah. But I hear yeah. you. Yeah. WAP yeah. is Chora's music in the futures, and there are kids going to be growing up listening to that. Which is crazy to me, but you know what? It's true. It's going to be Chora's music. <laughs> you're like, wet ass pussy. And follow that. Up, up, up. And I'm going to be like, that's, but it's hype. Like, I'm not going to lie. She plays this shit, and I listen to it, and she does her thing, and I'm like, yeah, it's kind of hype. I love I it. it. It's a good tempo for this shit. Um, yeah, definitely. Like, R&B's on a big comeback, though. Like, Joe Budden yeah. is like on a one-man mission to revive the genre in a pop sphere. <laughs> and it's like, 
No, but like even here, like I imagine, like with the auto tune uh, era, if anything, it's gonna bring back R and B in full force because people are gonna want that like raw singing essence again. And oh, like it's been a minute. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm not gonna like pretend like I'm mad excited to watch the R and B side of the takeover. I love the genre in like a respected kind of way. I've never really been mm -hmm. moved by it in that kind of way. Mm -hmm. I like your blend on it because you do that more like hip hop styled oriented shit. Yeah. I fucks with it because I can relate more to that energy. But yo, I think pure R&B is going to slam back in like power vocals and everything. Yeah, I feel it too. I don't know. Like, I feel like, yeah, slowly but surely it's it's creeping up. Slowly but surely it's coming back. It's coming back in style. But, you know, trends, that's that's what happens, right? Like everything comes back. It's always like a full circle, you know? Things, you know, it gets boring and then it comes back and then it, you know, so that's music. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of how I see it. I feel like it's going to just come in, but also like there's a lot more opportunity for every lane to exist in a way that never existed before. So I think people are also craving vacancies. And so a lot of, yo, like for a long time, nobody's going to make the shit if nobody's getting signed. Now it's like, make what the fuck you want. You really just need a thousand motherfuckers to sub to your shit straight up straight up and, and and that's what the beauty i feel personally about the music scene right now and like if let's say we reference us here in quebec right it's like before you absolutely needed to be signed to like the top two labels and distribution companies because if not you had no chance but now it's like man with internet you could go to your homeboy studio you know what i'm saying you can make your own music you could drop it on your own Instagram, your YouTube, your Facebook, do your own little marketing. You don't need nobody. Because that's the beauty of the internet. Yo, like, we're literally shooting fucking music videos of our galaxies. Like, I'm not even playing. Bro! 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 Like, we got a gimbal, though. I learned what a gimbal was. You need a gimbal if you're doing this game because you, you do not have a steady hand. Nobody has a steady hand. Oh, yeah, hand. like a steady... Yeah, uh, yeah, steady, yeah. A stick thing. So we had the gimbal, yeah. and that was important. But, like, yo, we just do that. And then I don't edit it. I'm not an editor. I don't like it. I can do bad editing. <clears throat> but you end up like learning how to shoot shit better. And that's the thing is like, yo, you just like, even that, like, you remember how expensive it was to shoot a music video and all that shit back in the day? We're talking like a lot. And now it's like, Bro. you can cut out most of the costs. I would still yeah. pay for an editor, everyone. Dude, I cannot stress enough how important. It's just like you should pay for an engineer. You really don't mm -hmm. need to pay hours in recording. A good engineer can take your in your room recording and make it sound blessed, you know? Facts. Um, facts, facts, facts. Super facts, super facts. But that's the beauty of it too. And it's like, you know, it. to me, I feel that it makes art accessible and it makes it diversified, mm -hmm. you know, because you do not need to fit in a mold because you're not trying to be signed by this label or this distribution company. You could just do what the fuck you feel compelled to do. And at the end of the day, you put it out. You could, like you said, you buy a gamble, you know, you do your thing with your phone, you pay an editor, you make your song and you drop it. Like that's the beauty of it. It's fucking beautiful. And you can control your release schedule. So Facts. with these kids, yo, I talked to a 17 year old and he had recorded 185 songs. Oh yeah. my God. And he does all the mixing himself. He's 17. What else is he doing? He's in COVID times. What else is he doing for the last year? And Facts. I said, oh, we were very wrong about the work <laughs> ethic of the youth. And that became like a very big, like, 
oh, I got to just start mm-hmm. releasing it all and recording three times as much and, and whatever. Who cares if it sounds good? Because the kids don't. And I mean that like on the engineering front. Yo, and you, you know what? It's It's funny you say that and I have to tap in on that. Because, you know, sometimes we feel like we absolutely have to go to the studio that charges $150 an hour because you need, you want to have the best sound, the best crisp sound. But it's like, no, you can actually, you can even record shit on your phone, guy. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, you just send and get it edited and it's like, you could drop it. Like people are not necessarily, and I feel that now people are not looking for perfection. They're looking for authenticity. I couldn't have said it better. That's actually, I'm going to yeah. steal that. I'm stealing that phrasing. That's so good. Steal it. Steal it. Steal no, but it. Like, I yeah. thought, I realized that a little bit ago. Think about it. AI, there's an AI company in Montreal called Lander that does auto mastering for a reasonable price. Like, I, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. but like, if you need a bootleg bootleg, you do not need an engineer. You throw that file in fucking Lander and throw that on the internet. And honestly, for your ROI, I promise yeah every engineer is gonna hate me i promise your fucking roi is not gonna see a difference nobody's gonna tell the difference none of your fans are gonna know it's just gonna be your artist peers and that's who we ask for criticism we never really ask fans yeah facts super facts super facts super facts no exactly meticulous fucking popped it as they said that that's hilarious (laughs) (laughs) medic medic yo you know medic produced my song fet um he recorded my whole ep my last ep well done meticulous beautiful sound yeah 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 yo it was it it was super dope you know like uh, i went to japan to film the video it was like crazy it was craziness man i was like that was a hella good flex i was sitting there watching that and i'm like yo i've seen two montrealers in japan now that's all that's it is you and lt's because you got sent over there for some next shit and I'm like, yo, yeah. that's that's flex. I'm not saying other people haven't done it, but I'm saying yeah. that. No, it was a, yeah, no, it, it was a big flex, and I only went for 24 hours. That's the crazy thing. We left here, yeah, we left here. Me, um, yeah, me and my manager, we took four other people, so we were six. There was the video, the the videographer, um, his assistant, my hairstylist, and my 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 makeup artist. Me and my manager, we took. So basically, we were six people. We left here Friday at 5 p.m. Bro, Sunday at three, we were already back. Mm. And it's a 13 hour flight. Flex, flex, 24 hours. We got to Japan. Yo, boom, Yo, hair, but the video makeup. looks good. Y'all don't understand. Yeah. They got Japanese people dancing and shit in the background of parts of it. Guy. Yo, straight up. It was crazy. It was crazy. It was crazy. Yo, Tammy, I see why you're sitting there going, Word on the Street is on the next big thing. Okay, I see the moves he was making to make Word on the Street make you the next big thing. <clears throat> nah, yeah, bro, but, know, like, but... Even, even with that, like, you were also, like, just because we only got a few minutes left, so I want to cut you off, but you also did, like, the podcast thing or the video series. Like, how did that come to be? Like, cause Are you want... talking, like, Hapolitik? I don't know what it was called. I know you would show up and you would spit hot bars of the next lady on my Facebook timeline for a quick minute. And I watched that for a while. Oh, yeah. You're, you're like, I called them my Tammy Tuesdays. That's how I got my name, actually. Because, mm. yeah, because basically, you know, I only used to go by Tammy or Tammy T because my name is Tammy Terrell. And I started dropping a video every Tuesday. Just in my bathroom, just singing in my phone a minute, you know just dropping it every Tuesday. And then people would recognize me in the street and be like, yo, you're that Tuesday girl, right? The Tammy Tuesday girl, right? And I was like, yeah. 
And then the name just stuck. I did that for like two years, bro. Once a week, guy. That's heavy still. That's Yo, fucking heavy, man. I really enjoyed it. I, I was into that. I, I know there was a couple of them that really were like, Yo, Tammy, Tammy's pushing it. But it was never bad. It was like, I'm saying the yeah. shit that you think, but do not have the courage to vocalize. I speak for you. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, no, I was... Okay, those, yeah. Okay, those are my, I'm not a pastor, but y'all gonna get the word today. Yeah, that shit, oh my gosh, oh my word. I watched like that shit religiously. I was like. <laughs> yeah, I'm starting them back. I'm starting them back maybe in like a week or two because everybody's been asking me, girl, come on. Like, you know, it's like addictive. And it's just me just basically, like you said, verbalizing what a lot of people are either thinking or feeling. And I think it's important. I think it's so important because we're so superficial. We're out here, you know, going through a whole bunch of shit. And it's like everybody wants to fucking flex, like as if, you know, they ain't got shit going on in their life. They're out here suffering in silence. And it's like, yo, it's okay to be down and, you know, re up. Yeah. And it's like, it's okay also if you acted like an ass to right your wrongs. And it's okay to be played and you, you know what I'm saying? Like you're going through shit. Like it's, it's okay. You know, we all go through it. So I just feel like, I don't give a shit. I talk about anything. Like, I'm not sensitive like that. So, you know, I love talking about things because even when people criticize me, I'm like, okay, I don't care. My bills are still paid. I don't care. You're hilarious, <laughs> for real. Which video were you in Japan? Was it the FET? Yeah, it was FET. FET. Yeah, FET. I'm just going to link that because we got somebody asking for it on the Twitch, for real. No, yeah, FET. Um, yeah, y'all should go like fun. subscribe and follow. It like just popped up her Instagram and the little thing. Make sure you go f show some love. We only have you for like two more minutes, so I guess we can get to the part where we just wrap up right quick. Thank you for, yeah. for being here, though. It was real lovely. Um, I definitely would love to get you back in when you have time and we can like fucking go in for a while. While I'm sure we could fill up a fucking yo totally. Time. And I love talking, and you love talking, and we're both cool. Let's do this. I'm down. We'll we'll set it up. Uh, I'm definitely got like. I try to book it out a couple months, but trust, we'll find time. This is uh, yeah. definitely got to go further. Everyone's now showing up, and I'm like, we got to end it. <laughs> but that's kind of <laughs> how it goes sometimes. So y'all can definitely catch this on the YouTubes and stuff later. Thank y'all who did come through. appreciate everybody that did, all of y'all that did. It's amazing for the live every single time, like, just to see the chat moving and stuff. Like, it's mad encouraging. It makes it more of a show, you know? It's less of just like, yeah, people definitely. talking. Um, and then everybody on YouTube after, make sure you follow that, etc. Special thanks to the patrons. is Milk and Nancy, Chris Potter, Jonathan Barnes, DJ Black, Hurricane, Linda Williams, uh, Scribble, etc. You're all dope. We don't have a lot of time left, so I'm just trying to end it real quick. But y'all live long <laughs> and prosper, everyone. I know that you have to go. I'm not going to end the stream quite right yet. We're going to figure out who we raid. But just because I know you got like a, a super hard stop, again, thank you so much for coming through. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure, and I cannot wait to do this again, man. Straight up, you're amazing. I appreciate that. Don't worry. We'll get it in. We'll find time. <laughs>